0: Hello and welcome to another Learning is Change podcast by Ben Wolkoff. Today is Thursday, June the 26th. It's my second podcast of the day, or I guess third if you don't count the mess up with the microphone this morning. Uh, or if you do count that. But, I wanted to talk another uh, about another one of the prerequisites for the ripe environment because I've just been thinking about it so much today, trying to finish the 10 post cycle. Uh, one year after the initial posting, uh, June 29, 2007. And um, one of the things that I was really engaged about writing uh, today is in the prerequisite that talks about interdependent and independent questioners. Um, And I was really engaged by the idea not of independent learners uh, because I think that that actually that happens a lot um we learn independently and things like that but uh independent questioners those questioners within a classroom or a professional development session or something um that uh don't ask the questions that everybody else is asking um whether or not they are possibly super specific so that they wouldn't have much relationship to what most people are doing um or if they are... Let's see here. Um, really divergent. They are tangential, maybe. they, uh, Maybe it's something that sparked an idea, but they don't necessarily have a fully formed uh, answer for it. Um, those kinds of things. Uh, I would say an independent questioner also would have a penchant for the absurd. Um... Where they see humor in something that is not meant to be humorous and yet um, they are able to make a connection that, um, that uh, somehow would seem absurd but actually works quite well and creates um, a more foundational or a more broad-based sense of, uh, of learning or engagement, a more visceral connection to the content. Um, something that, that would jog people's memory. Oh, that's when we did that silly thing with that kind of toy. Um, and uh, I'd like to kind of address those kids, those people that are divergent questioners or, or uh, independent questioners. And talk about how they can be really brought into uh, the classroom a little bit more. Into the, the synchronous event a little bit more. And um, so I think that there needs to be uh, a way to teach kids that if they have a question, rather than saying there are no stupid questions and then shooting them down and, or saying, oh, that's a question for later, um, we need to talk about that type of question And to ask kids to not be satisfied with asking the expert or the supposed expert in the classroom. Um, The independent questioner. If you're going to be that independent questioner, you need to be the independent answerer too. Uh, You need to be able to go and try and find those things and then actually create something based upon that information that can be presented to the rest of the class or the rest of the uh, audience. And so I guess I would like to propose the idea um, of the independent answer, and I'll talk about more, more about that in a second. Um, I'd just like to share a few anecdotes of my own classroom that, um, that really made this real for me. Um, We were looking at the, well, we were working on our blogs, but um, (laughs) one of the students asked, because we were talking about opening multiple tabs as a homepage, um, I believe, and I was saying, you need to use the up and down line. The up and down line in between your URLs in order to uh, get the, the browser to open up more than one. And a kid asked, um, is there a better word for the up and down line? And um, that's not what we were talking about. That, that was not even close to the content that we were talking about. But I said, you know, I don't know. I really would love somebody to figure it out. So he did a little research. And he found uh, some articles on how that up and down line was created, um, and it's a typesetting function um, that actually used to uh, actually separate, um, well, a few different things, but it it can be used to separate sentences, it can be used to separate uh, lines of poetry, it can be used to um, separate a lot of different things, but this is all a typesetting function, and there is no logical reason why it should have been brought over really um, into the uh, digital domain um, although it has been appropriated by a a few different obviously um, a few different tools so I mean it makes perfect sense that there is another character for those things but um, that history and knowing that made my kids remember that that's what they needed (laughs) on their computers at home um, wherever they were working that that was the character that they needed and unless I let the kid research that and then actually present it and have a time to present that I don't think that one that kid would be as engaged nor would all of the students that heard him remember it because in another class we did not talk about that uh, because it came before this class period and uh, it was much harder for them to excuse me much harder for them to remember how to do that than it was for the class where where the student researched it and so um, you know maybe there's another word for the independent answerer or independent questioner My thought is that we need to have a space for those learning objects that the independent questioner creates. Um, It is a space where students are engaged enough to know that they don't have to be on Topic necessarily to ask a question and that the um, that all sincere forms of questioning will be honored but that doesn't necessarily mean that the expert in the classroom or the supposed expert in the classroom will have an answer for all questions or has to address all questions there needs to be a place in the classroom where the independent questioners can gather and actually create things um, that support or supplement what is going on now that is, I, I make the case in the blog post that that is different than the independent or interdependent questioners the interdependent questioners are very on topic, they want to follow what's going on but until they get their question answered they can't listen to you and there needs to be a, um, a frequently asked questions that is evolving constantly throughout um, a class period or throughout the uh, throughout a course, and um, it needs to be a place where students can, students and uh, participants can actually help to craft those short questions, those short answers that, frankly, are. An never going away they are never going to be um, outside of the, the realm of the classroom and until they're answered it's very hard to actually engage in the uh, in the session or in, in the content sorry I keep pausing I have to pop my nose uh, or, or my sinuses because I'm coming down from copper mountain which is uh, just a few thousand feet above denver and so i'm uh kind of having to stop and uh figure out what's going on with uh with my sinuses here so um so that's my my spiel on independent and interdependent uh questioners not learners but um if you have a question, or you want to pose a comment, or or, or if you have an independent question, we'll we'll set that up. But um, please do go to learningexchange.com/blog and put a comment on there. Or if you would like to email me directly, please please do email me at ben b e n at learningexchange.com. Thanks a lot for listening.